0: There are days where I don't want to take an action. I literally just want to sit on my butt and that's okay. I think it's important to recognize that it's okay to do nothing Mm because nothing is active rest Mm -hmm. and rest in any form is incredibly healthy. Hi, I'm Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra. And this is Detached. We're two women in our mid-20s who have a lot to say about literally everything. We try to focus on what we have learned through our emotional and spiritual growth. We're here to have open, vulnerable, and sometimes
1: pretty hard conversations with each other. Just a reminder, we don't speak for any 12-step programs. All we have are our own stories to share. We are so excited to go on this journey with you all. Let's get to it.
0: All right. Hi, I am Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra. And this is Detached. Detached. Welcome to our podcast. This uh, disclaimer: This is our first episode of ever recording a podcast, ever. so ever in our entire little lives that we've lived. So, bear just with us. Bear with us. Be kind. If you have tips that will be helpful, please <laughs> Share they are greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. If they're not, leave them at home. Thank you. <laughs> um, so. Detached. Wow, this is really cool to be here with you, Sierra. Yeah, Um, yeah. This podcast is, very briefly, we'll get into it, but this is about our, you know, our recovery stories. Mm. You know, we can only share what we've been through. We are excited to be here with you all to provide a resource. um,
1: And... What does the word detached mean? Why is it called that? Why are we calling it that? Let's jump in. So... I think when we were trying to figure out, you know, Hannah Jane and I knew we wanted to do this podcast, um, because we were simply sitting in her apartment, having a really good conversation about growth and, you know, just our lives over the last couple of years. And she was like, we should start a podcast. Let's put this, let's record it. Let's record these conversations we're having. So that's why we're here. Hopefully other people will get something out of it, but, um, we were trying to come up with a name and trying to figure out like what word sort of means, you know, has like good and bad to it. Right. Because we're talking about addiction and like the ugly sides of it and then also recovery and the positive sides of it. And um, also like what it looks like to be on the, you know, end of addiction in terms of being the alcoholic or the addict and then being the loved one of the alcoholic or the addict. So. Um, let's see. So, detached, if you look it up in a thesaurus, which I think this is really cool because I'm a nerd, nerd. and Jane doesn't think so. I think from the heart. Much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but if you look it up, the synonyms are feeling numb, isolated, unconnected, or apart. Um, which I think rings very true when you think about addiction and the unhealthy behaviors that come of that. But then also the other synonyms for the word detached is indifferent, uninvolved, removed or laid back, which I think is really interesting um, because those are kind of completely different and opposite oh meanings, God, yeah. but the same word. And, you know, when we detach from a place of love from things or people, that in itself is a healthy and like active love for ourselves. So. Um, Jane, do you want to talk about like a few yeah. of the things, the topics, what we're yeah. going to be discussing? On Let's this podcast? do it.
0: <laughs> Well, first, I just wanted to say that you know, when I think of the word detached, just like right off the bat, I think it's a very negative word. Um, it reminds me of leaving and you know, separating myself, and that seems very negative, but when you when you learn to love the word detached you start to learn that there's a lot of love behind detached there's a lot of love to leaving a toxic situation for you and that you know for the addict and the alcoholic um so i just want to i just want to say that that word you know when you hear it right away could could like bring about mm. some negative emotions but when you kind of sit with the word listen to that word You learn that there is a lot of love behind detaching. And that's just, that's a beautiful thing. Um, But yes. So, what are the, what are a few of the things we're going to talk about on this Mm. podcast? Um, What I think is so cool about what Sierra and I are doing is that this thing is going to be ever changing. It's going to be continually evolving as both of our recoveries do. But just a few of the topics. So, we're going to talk about how the fact that recovery is not linear, it can be a bumpy road, but we're here. We're here with you, and we're excited to be on that road. Um, we're going to be talking about how to ask for help without guilt or shame, which is a hard one. <laughs> um, from personal experience, yes. asking for help is not something I'd like to do. Um, we're going to be talking about the concept of a higher power. We're going to be talking about unhealthy and healthy coping mechanisms. Um, we're going to be talking about letting go, of fear, humility, all the things. Mm. So... One thing that I'm really excited to talk about is kind of the idea of humiliation Mm. in kind of association maybe with recovery, because I don't know about you, but it was really hard for me. Mm. Um, It was something I didn't really want to talk about, and now we're talking about it with who knows how many people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that's that's the beauty of recovery is, you know, we learn a lot of things on this road. and And we get to share it. We get to share it. Um. So I don't know, Sierra, do you want to kind of hop
1: into what we talked about, the meaning of detached? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think another thing, too, that'll be really cool about this is we really want to make this podcast, like, centered around the listener. So Mm -hmm. whatever you guys want to know, whatever you have questions about, like, we are open for that um we have an email it's detachedpod at gmail.com we will link that don't you worry that um so if you have any questions concerns comments whatever um advice yeah (laughs) advice please (laughs) send it our way um we'd love to talk about any sort of questions that do come in um on the podcast um, we also will be interviewing other people um, yes. down the road and learning about their experiences and sort of shared experiences across, you know, their recovery or maybe as an outside observer, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that'll be really cool to to sort of dive into. Um, so yeah, should we should we talk about how we got here? Let's oh see. God, yes. So the long road, <laughs> the long road. So Hannah Jane and I know each other from college. Um, and let's see, it's been four years since we graduated. That's kind years. of insane. Yeah. That's wild. So, um, you know, I think one of the coolest things is that, so I, I have been in recovery for four years now. Woo! <laughs> um, and Hannah Jane has seen me on both sides of the Yes, that. I have. So she watched me and sort of my progression of my addiction and alcoholism and, watched that um very closely oh yeah (laughs) unfortunately and um and now and and you know has seen me grow in recovery and it's super cool and I'm so thankful to have such an amazing friendship and also somebody that I get to like co-host a podcast with and like so cool we get to have these really cool conversations and like actually get to share them with the world so I'm super excited about that. Um, Can I yeah. totally tangent? Yes. Go on a little Ta- tangent first. Tangent away. Tangent <laughs> away. Awesome. Yeah, so Sierra
0: and I, I want to say we kind of reconnected maybe a little over a year and a half ago when our paths crossed with similar, we, we were going through some similar situations at that moment in time, and we were on my roof. It is a shared roof. I live in an apartment building. And we were having a really incredible conversation. Um, intense in, conversation. An intense, <laughs> an intense conversation. And, you know, I feel like when we kind of start talking, we get into these really deep mm. conversations and we literally – Kind of mute the entire world mm-hmm. out of our little box, which mm-hmm. is really cool, and we thought we were doing that, but this woman came down and kind of sat near us, but we weren't focused on her because we were fully in conversation mode, and there kind of there was a lull in our conversation, and she was like, You guys are very entertaining and we were <laughs> like, Oh, thank you that we appreciate that the trauma that we've been through is <laughs>
1: entertaining
0: for you so
1: You know, we thought maybe we should share our trauma with the world. (laughs) Yeah, she got something out of it. Maybe (laughs) Maybe someone else can appreciate what we're saying. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we
0: went to college together. We grew apart. um, And then we are here back together close as ever because of recovery. And I'm really thankful for that because it's really cool having a close friend kind of go through similar things and you know we're able to reach out to each other if Mm -hmm. if I'm having a hard moment I'll definitely give her a call and be like oh god I'm I'm having a lot of feelings of shame I'm having a lot of sadness and we start talking about that and it's there's not a lot of people out there close to you that you can kind of get right into the meat of Mm -hmm. things so fast Mm -hmm. right so it's nice to be able to kind of cut out all the bullshit. And be like, I'm feeling really sad right now. And on many times, you've been like, all right, why are we feeling sad? Mm. What's the root of that? Where can we find it in our bodies? Mm. And damn, that is a special friendship, you know? Yeah, so
1: it really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, what does your recovery look like, Anna Jane?
0: Oh, God. My recovery changes every day. Um, I would say overall, well, okay. I'll start at the beginning. Pretty much... I come, I was, you know, I'm a part of an alcoholic family. I'm an adult child of an alcoholic and I have been in various alcoholic relationships and partnerships and I did not know I needed help until I needed help until I was at my lowest. And I think that if you have been through something maybe a little similar, you understand exactly what I'm saying. And if you don't, that's okay. Um, everyone's recovery looks very different. Everyone's road to recovery looks very different. I was very apprehensive, um, about recovery because I was like, I'm not the one with the problem. I don't have the addiction. I'm fine. (laughs) Little did I know I was not fine. Um, I have a lot, I have a major problem with people pleasing and control. Oh God. So I really didn't think that I was the one with the problem and I didn't understand why I was the one who needed help. Wow. Was I wrong? (laughs) You know, and, um, I'm so happy that I was able to step into that room, which took a ton of courage. And, you know, at that time of recovery, I wish that there were resources out there that I could easily access and, I was, I remember at that time I was trying to find podcasts of like women who have been through what I've been through, but I couldn't really find anything that was, that was like scratching that itch. So who knows, maybe this podcast will scratch that itch Mm -hmm. for someone. I don't know. That's a
1: good way to put it. You know, yeah.
0: (laughs) But I think, you know, recovery is a really special thing. I'm so happy that it's a part of my life. If you would have told me this is how, mm. currently, this is how my life would look a year ago, <laughs> I'd be like, that's a, that's like, stop making cruel jokes. Right, like, that's right. mean. Why Why would you say that? Right. I, I have never been happier, mm. you know, and I have never been more confident in who I am as a person. I have never been, I've never, I haven't been someone I haven't been someone who's able to talk openly about recovery, mm-hmm. I think early on, because it was something that I saw that needed to be sheltered or hidden from the public. And the more that I have become involved in my program, the more ha- like that I have friends kind of who have been, who are in recovery, I feel a lot more open to talking about it. And I think that's really cool. And I'm excited that we get to talk with, you know, other people about it Mm -hmm. and their experiences like with recovery. Um, But yeah, I'm so glad to be where I am today and it would not, I would not be here without my personal recovery. So that's, that's pretty huge. Right.
1: Yep. Yeah. And um, Hannah Jane is in Al-Anon and I am in AA and Just a little disclaimer, like, we are here to share our experience, strength, and hope with you guys. Um, We don't speak for AA or Al-Anon. We don't represent AA or Al-Anon or anything. We are just members of a 12-step program and want to share how... All the different avenues of recovery are possible. It um, doesn't have to look the same for every person. We're not here definitely to say, not. you know, you have to be in a 12-step <laughs> program. We're just sharing what has worked for us. Um, and it's definitely changed over time, too. You know, like Hannah-Jane said earlier, recovery is not linear. And um, – yeah. So just wanted to put that out there that, you know, when we talk about these things, we're talking about our experiences only, um, in our individual programs. and yeah. Cause in the end,
0: all we have to share is our, like our own stories right. and, right. you know, we're very excited to be a resource for you mm-hmm. all. Right. Um, if you have questions, if, you know, if maybe you have input on a topic, mm-hmm. we would love to hear what you have to say. Right. This is, kind of a major collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Um this is two women who have been through the ringer <laughs> and who are excited to share yeah. maybe what's helped us along right. the road.
1: Right. Um right. yeah. Yeah, I know it's super cool and like like you said too, you know, I think we like the times and like the the things that we share where we're so excited and like so happy about life, like that is I'd say you know, eighty-five, ninety percent of the time, which oh, is yeah. something that recovery has given us. But we have that, you know, those ten percent, fifteen percent days oh, let me where tell you. we just it's it's hard. Like it is really hard. Like it feels like everything is moving against you. But um
0: I'll give an example. So <laughs> sure. um last night I just you know it's it's getting dark really darn early these days, these winter months and I, I am very, you know, I'm filled by light, mm. I'd like to say. And the lack of light has been really hard for me on my mental health. And this morning I woke up, I woke up at like 5.30. Thanks, June. June being my dog. <laughs> um, very excited. And my whole apartment was filled with light. Mm. And yesterday I was just, I was feeling really, really down. I was having just a hard time. And this morning I woke up and I decided to take a few actions. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna drink some water. I'm going to read a chapter of my book, which weirdly enough was titled Detachment. And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, that that isn't a sign. I don't know what it is. Um, and you know, it's it's definitely not easy. There there are days where I don't want to take an action. I literally just want to sit on my butt, and that's okay. I think it's important to recognize that it's okay to do nothing because mm-hmm. nothing is active rest. -hmm. And rest in any form is incredibly healthy. So, hopefully, that this podcast can be, you know, active rest for someone. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: No, I love that. And I love too. like you talked about, you know, taking action like that is the biggest thing. Like we're all going to have hard days and like life is going to happen to all of us. But it's about like what can we do to make ourselves feel better in a healthy way? Not using yeah. unhealth not using something to escape, you know, our day or our situation, but Doing like the things we can to make ourselves feel better, um, whether it be you know taking active rest, I love that term active (laughs) rest, or you know, like maybe going to a meeting or like connecting with a friend, like calling somebody, um, cooking yourself a good meal, spending time with your animal, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's so many different things, and we're going to dive into all of those things on this podcast and kind of what helps us. Um, but yeah, I think it's. Recovery really for me has shown me that there is just a totally different way of living and like you don't have to live in that like ickiness of like constant anxiety and depression and you know, avoidance, all that stuff. Like you don't have to live that way. Like it's not easy, no but you, (laughs) you don't have to. And so yeah, so for me that's been huge over the last few years.
0: Well, one thing that sparked for me was, you know, kind of growing up um, in a lot of chaos and being in relationships that were very chaotic. um, My brain got very used to chaos Mm -hmm. as a norm. Mm -hmm. And now my life is very stable and calm and anxiety free. And Mm. it's it's so confusing. <laughs> My brain is like when is the shoe gonna drop? Mm. When is like when's the next event? When is the next anxiety trigger? And I had someone ask me, "What if the shoe doesn't drop?" Mm. And I was like, "Oh, wow. I don't know. What, what if the shoe does? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what that looks like."
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's really really cool and wow. beautiful because I know that I can I know that I thrive in chaos, but now I thrive in peace too mm, and yep. there literally isn't anything that I yep. can't tackle and I right. know that the same goes for you and right. how cool is that That's you know really that cool. over a year and a half ago mm. chaos was the only understanding of what my life could be and what right. it was right. and now there's so much peace mm. and that seem, it can be really hard my transition of kind of cha- like chaotic life mm-hmm. to know it, or to lack to little anxiety, was really confusing for me. I'm a pretty anxious person, I would describe myself as, or Mm -hmm. that's how I would describe myself. I'd be like, oh, I'm just really anxious. And little did I know that I I have a calm side. I have Mm -hmm. a very, you know, and I'm nurturing that right now. And I'm very proud of myself for the work that I've been able to do to get there. It's not every day Mm -hmm. that I'm this calm, let Mm -hmm. me tell you. But you know, I'm a little calmer than I was and that's pretty special.
1: Yeah. And to talk about like our shared experiences a little bit, like Hannah Jane, like without getting too far into it, just so the listener understands like where you and I have that shared experience, especially over the last year, like what, For you, what did sort of that chaos look like before you were in recovery? Yeah. question, I know. That's woo. (laughs) That's a whole episode, Sierra. But
0: maybe just that chaos, well, I'll look at it from my side Mm -hmm. and not my partner's side, you know, Mm -hmm. just to be kind. But for me, it was, I was always on edge. Mm -hmm. I was always waiting for an event mm-hmm. um i didn't i didn't go to sleep there wasn't peace in my sleep mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. like i i was sleeping with one eye open right. um i was very concerned with how people saw my partner mm-hmm. i didn't care if people thought i was crazy mm-hmm. as long as they thought everything was okay mm-hmm. in my situation um i definitely definitely i would say like masking um, not being my true self just constantly making sure that I looked like I was on it all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. I looked like I was okay I was mm-hmm. at peace everything was fine everything was fine right. and you know I definitely had people in my life think that I was completely okay when mm. you know the night would come yeah. and I would just fucking break down yeah you know right. I just oh my god I remember having insane mood swings mm-hmm. and being like maybe it's my personality maybe that's just who I am and I think a lot of that had to do with you know being at my very high highs and very very low lows in that mm-hmm. situation right. um and that being like just incredibly chaotic every day I right. mean I there wasn't peace in my life mm-hmm. I didn't know what peace was I didn't know right. what quiet was right. um there was always that little that little guy in the back of my head being like something's going to happen. Something's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't get too comfortable. Right. Um, so there was a lot of fear in that. I don't mm-hmm. know. What does right. that, you know? Yeah, no, I think
1: that was great. And, you know, um, just for context, Hannah Jane and I have both been in relationships yes. with um, either an alcoholic or an addict. And so um, I do love, though, how you focused on what the experience was for you. Yeah. Right. And I think that's something we've both learned in our recovery is that it's about us. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about blaming or trying to problem no. solve or anything. The other person is about like what we can do. Right. And like what you're describing sounds so exhausting, <laughs> <It's> so, exhausting. <laughs> so exhausting. And I know exactly what you are talking about. Right. Like that, not understanding that feeling of like inner peace and I know people say like inner peace a lot like, it's <laughs> like uh, <inner> peace. <laughs> inner peace, like but truly like after leaving that situation like I was also in a relationship with an addict and for three and a half years and um you know and this person was in recovery for a while and then wasn't and um it was the same thing like waiting waiting for the shoe to drop like walking in the door and not knowing what you were going to walk into, um, or not knowing what I was going to walk into. Um, and that just, that feeling of just like unsettling anxiety, like just not knowing what was going to happen next, not being able to control the situation either, like, you know, not having any sort of grip on your reality, like not having any grip on anything. And, um, So, yeah, so I think for both of us, like, we both learned how our recovery needs to be, like, about ourselves and choosing ourselves and detaching from those. I'm going to do it a lot. I'm going to do it a lot. Just Just a heads up for everybody. I'm going to try to do it as much as possible. (laughs) It will get annoying and you will love it. So trying to detach from, you know, that person, that situation, everything with love. So oh, yeah. it's coming from a place of love for not only ourselves, but for the other person too. Because like the more we try to hold on and try to control and try to fix, like it, it's it's so unhealthy for everyone. Oh, yeah.
0: Know? I think if I could describe like recovery in one kind of action, it would be just like,
1: <sighs> Yeah.
0: Like, oh my God, just, you know, being able to take a breath mm-hmm. and it feeling so relaxed. Right. <laughs> like that is how right. that's how it feels to me. Um, oh my god, i I'm so excited for where this is gonna go.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm so thankful that I'm here with Sierra. I'm Aww. so grateful for her. Yeah. And I'm grateful for all of you because, Mm -hmm. you know, in the end, we're here to provide something for you, whether it be that resource that you might need, that voice you might need Mm -hmm. to hear that day to feel safe. You know, we're, we're, that's, that's what our intention is. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's
1: kind of concludes this first little episode, I think. Yeah, we're just, you know, goal is we want to share our stories with you guys and we want to be here for you guys so um whatever we can do to make that happen and get ready this is about to be a really fun journey yep every Monday every week we will be here with you um releasing new podcasts so please come join us we are so excited to be doing this and thank you all thank you everybody all right we'll see you next week Bye. bye